So let's say you want butterflies, okay? And there's two different houses and they're side by side. And so one home is one of the people in the backyard, they're running in their backyard and they're like trying to catch the butterfly with their net. And they're like catching, they're running around catching the butterfly, you know, and they catch the butterflies. Whereas the other home is tending to their garden. They're putting up beautiful flowers, beautiful like landscaping that attracts butterflies. So it's this energy of like attracting instead of chasing. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. All right, Balancers, today's guest is a business and money coach who's here to inspire individuals to step into what feels good and what's in alignment with their highest selves. She teaches the necessary mindset and business strategies on how to live a life of freedom because she believes that everyone deserves to live an abundant life influenced by their passions and deepest desires. I know that's a mission that a lot of the listeners are going to resonate strongly with. Today, we're going to be speaking about how to actually connect with our higher selves how to know if we might be blocking our own manifestations. And one of my favorite topics, how to cultivate and shift into a healthy money mindset. It's my pleasure to welcome Marley Rose Harris to the podcast today. Marley, a warm welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy and grateful to be here. Me too. I mean, we we just got chatting off air and looking at the time, like five, 10 minutes is passing. So I thought I better just record so we can bring this energy (laughs) to the show today. But um, really interestingly, you are a little bit of a digital nomad, shall we say, at the moment. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, where you are in the world and, and what a typical day in your life looks like. Yeah. So basically what started this whole journey is that I'm from a very small town in uh Ontario, Canada, and basically just got to the point where I could not stand winter anymore. (laughs) Every winter I would like, (laughs) you know, I'd be in the middle exam periods and I would, it would be negative 30, like literally negative 30. And I just noticed that I just desired to live this life that was full of sunshine, tropical. And I just always felt that I was like my best version of me when I was in sunshine. And I know that's like such a silly reason to start this digital nomad life, but that's really like, honestly, what started this whole journey. But obviously it's become much more than that. So in 2018, actually my biggest goal was to move to Australia. It was my big goal. I just was like looking, I was like creeping like Pinterest and I was like, this is my dream place. And literally from the moment when I first got there, I was like, this is my home. I'm never leaving. This is the best place in the entire world. And so I started off, you know, starting this business that allowed me to have this life of time, location, financial freedom. And that first business was designing logos and websites. And that was a business that just kind of cultivated from something that I just started doing on the side. Um, Like I said, I'm from a small town and it's just like a lot of mom and pop businesses. And I noticed that like when I would go home for summer break from university, no one would be on Instagram. No one would be on, have websites. I mean, this is back in 2018. So it's like a while ago now, but I was like, there's such an opportunity here. So I started that business and it was not to become an entrepreneur either because both of my parents are entrepreneurs. And I was like, hell no. I'm not becoming an entrepreneur. I want a consistent paycheck. I want benefits. I want consistency. And so I was literally like 
get me as far away as entrepreneurship as possible. And then basically it just crept up on me. I couldn't avoid it. I just kept having these people reaching out. And through word of mouth, I started to cultivate this business. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, hey? (laughs) I tried. I tried really hard. And um, so then I started this business. And, you know, really when I finally graduated from university, I was at this crossroad. Okay, either I go full-time in my business, which is absolutely terrifying to me. Um, I didn't know anyone who was an entrepreneur. I feel like the word digital nomad was still very new. Like when I would tell people about that, they'd be like, digital who, what, what are you talking about? However, I knew 100% that would get me to where I wanted to go. And I knew going into a corporate nine to five was like a 0% chance of getting me to where I wanted to go because I really desired this life of time, location, financial freedom. Like if I could travel the world and work for my laptop, that would be the dream. That was the ultimate dream for me. And so I don't want to like paint this picture like I quit university and then like everything popped off right away. Like absolutely not. I did decide to, after much deliberation, I literally deliberated with like all of my professors, all of my friends, my dog, my everyone in my family. I'm like, which one should I choose? Because I, I finally got the corporate job offer that I've been wanting my whole life. And it was so crazy because when I got it, I didn't want it anymore. And that was such a trip. So then I realized and I made the decision to go and try this thing, which is starting my own business, um, which felt very exciting and very scary. And it took about a year and a half of working two other jobs and building this business. But eventually I got to the point where I was able to quit those two jobs and start this business full time, which is when I moved to Australia. And um, long story short, basically, everyone kept asking me, Marley, how are you working online? How are you earning this money? Because it was so insane. Like I started earning more a month than that corporate job offer offer me for a year's salary. And everyone's like, how are you doing this? I'm like, I'm just doing this, this, and this. Like, aren't you guys doing that? And everyone's like, we're not doing that. I'm like, oh my God. So then I really realized what I really wanted to help people with and what was really passionate about is helping people also live this life of time, location, financial freedom. And then in 2020, I pivoted um, to now helping people do that, building businesses, helping people connect with their passion, helping people find their worth, their value, um, and creating that into a scalable, sustainable business. And, you know, I obviously travel around, you know, I'm in Cape Town now, going to Bali next month. But for some people, that's not their ideal lifestyle. For some people, it's just freedom to be at home with the kids or freedom to spend time you know, with loved ones. And obviously that's important to me as well, but freedom looks so different to everyone. But I really mm-hmm. believe that we are all here to live this life that we desire. And so if I'm able to help you get closer to that, whether it's, you know, at home with the kids, whether it's traveling the world, that to me now is the most fulfilling thing. And so now it's transitioned to finding my passion. It didn't start there, but knowing that, you know, when you start earning money, it doesn't necessarily solve your mental health. It doesn't make you feel more beautiful. It doesn't make the grief go away. It doesn't solve anything except for money problems. And when I realized that, I realized, okay, I need to pivot and define what I'm actually deeply passionate about. And that's why what I do is really starting with, okay, what is your passion? And if you choose to make that into a business, great. But I believe we are all here for a reason and we are all here to connect with that passion and do something with it and help others make you know, the journey easier for them. So I know that's a very long answer to your very simple question, but 
that's you know what sparked started it and then that's really how I've stayed on this journey and I'm still so fired up and so passionate about it um, because I want everyone to have a life of freedom no I think that's awesome and I always love hearing I mean the listeners know I say this so many times but I really love hearing when what people are doing now is a total reflection of things they've struggled with or a natural kind of extension of their journey of the process and I guess like the main thing just listening to you talk there is because I think this applies to everyone and everyone can really just think about this no matter where you are in your life. If, you know, you're considering having a, a complete like shift in your career, if you're just looking at the next step, if you're thinking of starting a side hustle or a full-blown business, like no matter where you are, the big high level, most important question is like, what's actually important to you and getting clear on that. Mm. Because I think sometimes when we chase these rabbits and we're not sure why there's a, there's a mismatch, right? Between our intention behind like why we're doing certain things and and sometimes like you said like you can get all the money but that solves money problems it doesn't solve x y z which could actually be the fulfilling needs that you have in your life so I think getting that clarity first and foremost is so important and I really appreciate that I guess in your own journey and experience of doing that for yourself it actually manifested into you know you now helping other people to do that I think that's awesome and I think another really good call out and reason why that's the most important place to start is because like you said like that working online moving around doesn't work for everyone I mean we were chatting very briefly and I did do an episode kind of reflecting on my 12 weeks of working on the go I will say you know moving every week is definitely not ideal and I would do a month (laughs) at a time next time I give it a go but I mean like you know you got to try things and you also have to really connect with what it is like what does financial freedom mean to you it's not you know what does that look like it's what does it actually mean what's 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 the impact that's going to have on your life but I think a nice kind of related topic to all of this is a connection with our higher selves and and I think for me anyway like being in alignment it feels like flow it feels right it feels like the universe is on your side and so for anybody listening right now who maybe has never experienced that has maybe experienced it but sporadically or is really wanting to shift into alignment can you maybe just talk us through I guess what it looks like when we're out of alignment and how we can actually rekindle remake that connection to kind of you know work towards a higher purpose the the thing you're talking about where we're here on this planet to kind of achieve Okay, I love this question so much. For me, what that looked like on my journey was just literally physically, mentally, and spiritually, I was out of alignment. So I just did this. There's this trend on TikTok right now, and it was like COVID was two years ago or three, whatever, three years ago to now. And you can see the photo of me like like in 2020 to now. And I was so inflamed. I It's probably the difference. I'm not kidding. Of like 30 pounds. I was really struggling mentally, um, physically, constantly seeking external validation, really struggled in mental health, you know, and not to say that those things aren't here now. I'm not a perfect human now by any means, but so much progress. So in that you know, if you acknowledge that right now, you're like, okay, I'm not in alignment. And in that moment, when like looking back at me in 2020, I knew as well, like I was like, something needs to change. I think step number one is not to be like, okay, I need to change everything. Let's just do a complete like pin, pr- <laughs> princess diaries, like revamp. I think step revamp. one is just to acknowledge <laughs> yourself 
and really have just so much love and compassion for where you're at. You know, a lot of it is inner child healing. And so, and a lot of us grew up in situations where being sad wasn't okay and having emotions wasn't okay. And there was no space for us to be seen, heard, and even to have a safe space to, you know, cry. And so I think step one is just to acknowledge your where you're at and you've done everything in the best of your ability. It's not, you're not lazy, you're not wrong, you haven't done anything bad. Like you have done everything in the best of your ability to get to this point and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. So that's step one. And I feel like not that many people say that. Sorry, one quick question on step one, just because I feel like this is such an important call out. And I just wanted to know, do you have like a very specific tool or tip that's helped you most to really embody step one? Because I mean, one pull out from what you've said is, you know, just giving yourself space to cry sometimes, but are there any other tools and techniques like specifically with this to, you know, help you really ground and just accept where you are? Because I feel like that's a hard one to really do in practice. So I'm just curious if there's anything really specific that's helped you. Yes. (laughs) And you're going to be surprised how simple it is. It's literally just giving yourself space of it's okay not to be okay. So something that I'm really working on, and I'm sharing this because this is something that I have gone through and so going through is like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be where I am and not allowing yourself just to exit and fix and do and change and hire the coach and hire the thing. Like just repeating the mantra it's okay not to be okay so that's number one and then number two is going into meditation and and bringing out a journal and just saying okay what is this trying to show me what is this trying to teach me what is this experience like if there's something that this is trying to show me or teach me or like or what is the universe trying to show me in this experience that can bring a lot of healing because that you can connect with your subconscious mind and you know I just went through experience last week which was extremely triggering for me and instead of like going out on the town and like drinking alcohol which was my usual crutch or you know just like escaping and book like booking a flight somewhere (laughs) I was like okay we're gonna sit with the feelings we're gonna do a meditation we're gonna bring up the journal and be like okay why does this make me feel sad or why am I feeling out of alignment where am I feeling ask yourself questions of like and really inquisitive questions great curious like why Mm -hmm. why am I feeling out of alignment where am I feeling out of alignment where did this come from why do I feel like this is okay why am I allowing this into my life like where have I seen this before have I seen this in childhood have I seen this with my parents like just being questioning it And our life equates to the quality of questions that we ask. So the better questions that you ask and also just acknowledging to your own self, like not everything we tell ourselves is true. And actually most of the things that we tell ourselves isn't true. So when you can realize that and be like, you're, it's like almost playing with your brain of like, okay, um, your brain's processor, like the subconscious mind is literally here to keep you alive. And so it will tell you lies to keep you alive. For example, don't start a podcast that is scary. Don't do that. And like for the greater good of the planet, you starting a podcast is an incredible thing because you're helping others. You know, you're sharing wisdom. You're increasing the vibration of the planet. That's a very good thing. 
But your subconscious mind doesn't know that. Your subconscious mind goes, this is bad, scary, outside of our comfort zone, um, and really goes into fight or flight, and then you don't do it. And so really just like saying to your brain, okay, I see that you're scared, but is this serving the greater good? Is this serving us? Is this useful for us? And then really just having a moment with yourself and being like, okay, it is safe. It is safe to cry. It is safe to be sad. It is safe to be, you know, out of alignment. And when you look at the monster, you have to feel the heal. You have to look at that thing. And a lot of us turn away from it because we're so scared of it. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereas like if you actually faced it, you realize it's not a monster. It's literally a bunny rabbit. And so I think it's about literally facing the thing. And because it's typically just a part of your inner child that hasn't been seen um, in my experience anyways. Yeah, love that. I think that there's some great tips to kind of back up the first tip of, you know, just giving yourself space. So if that's kind of step number one in terms of getting into alignment, what would step two be? Okay, so step number one, giving yourself space, acknowledging yourself. And then step number two is you need a destination. So for example, if a plane, imagine getting in a plane and everyone and the pod's like, well, I don't know where we're going today. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> okay, like our brain and our like our brain loves the destination. So I think it's about getting most people I talk to actually just don't know what they want. Okay. And and or they know what they want, but they're too scared to go for that thing. So my first step is getting really clear on what is it that you want? What is it if you could have anything? What does that look like for you? And and some great ways to kind of pull this out is like when you look at other people and you feel a little bit of envy or jealousy, like what about them is making you feel envious? Because that's a sign that you want that thing that they have. Um, you know, growing up, I would look at like people working online and I would be like, oh, I want that so badly. And I was like, oh, okay, that's and it, that's like a direction of where I want to go. And I would look at coaches, you know, impacting millions of lives and I would have a tinge of jealousy. And I'm like, okay, that's another direction of where I want to go. So using that like, you know, internal compass as a navigation system of where you want to go and just getting crystal clear like this is all about taking time for yourself and getting really clear I think so many of us are in autopilot of like scrolling TikTok scrolling Instagram going to work going to the gym always have a podcast playing always like always like taking in information (laughs) but never having space and time with yourself to get clear on what you want and I think a lot of us myself included abandon ourselves in terms of like okay you know, listen to a podcast or when I'm going for a walk, I'm always listening to something. There's like always something on the go. It's like, like, how about we just allow ourselves to be seen? Like, what do we want? What to, and, and, you know, when I first started my journey, I remember, um, I read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and there was this question, it's called dream, dreamlining. And it's like, what do you want to have? What do you want to do? And what do you want to be in three months time? And it was the, I was like maybe 24, 25. And it was the first time in my entire life that I asked myself, what I wanted. And I was like, this is fun. Um, I never experienced this before. So writing that down, getting really crystal clear on like, what do I want to have? What I want to do? And what do I want to be in the next three months, six months? And then that's gonna, that's what you want. And no shame, like no guilt, no questioning, just creating that compass, creating that roadmap. So, and that's a great place uh, to get you starting back into alignment. And when you start keeping the promises that you made to yourself, 
then it's just a snowball effect of like this flexing this trust muscle of okay I said that I want to go to the gym every day. I started going to the gym every day. Okay, now that I can do that, I can start my podcast. Like it, you have to build that muscle. Um, but really just getting really intentional of where you want to go. I think, I know it sounds so crazy and so simple, but this is like the biggest disconnect when I talk to most people. They're like, I don't know what I want. So first getting clear on, okay, what is it that you want? And then taking baby steps towards that. Yeah, I absolutely love this. And and I, I really like the idea of separating to like, who do I want to be in three months, six months, 12 months, et cetera. And you can drag it out, I guess, five, 10 years, because sometimes when we have that big, you know, long-term goal, it feels so far from where we are now that we almost feel like we're kidding ourselves to want that thing. But when we break it down and go, okay, well, if that's going to mean 10 years, you know, what things do I need to start doing in three months in one year? You know, what skills or habits do I need to be? What connections do I need to make? What job do I need to pivot into, et cetera? And when you build it out and feel like it's a bit more of a plan and you ask yourself, well, what direction do I actually want to go in? Because I totally agree. Sometimes, I mean, I definitely fell into the go to school, go to uni, get a job, you know, that flow. You mm. very rarely stop to be like, is this actually what I want to do? It almost just feels like a path that's been carved out for you. And when you ask that question, I think it can be really daunting But this two-step process of firstly giving yourself space because otherwise you're never going to be able to hear yourself. And secondly, you know, trying to map out or create a bit of a direction is I think a great dual step process to work that out. And I have to say, I really love the complete reframe with jealousy because sometimes that comes up and we feel so frustrated by it. We judge ourselves. Mm -hmm. We feel guilty that we're feeling that way. Or we actually, you know, I mean, I've seen in other people, they may even divert that into anger or nastiness towards somebody Mm -hmm. else without realizing, hey, I'm actually just jealous because that person has something that I want. Um, So I think that's a really good moment um, and a really good reframe and tip for people when they feel that little bit of envy or jealousy popping up to ask themselves, okay, well, what is it about this situation that might actually give me some direction and clarity? I think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I think a little bit of a, a tangent off this, and it comes in the context of, uh, you know, getting clear on exactly where we want to be. I want to ask you about manifesting. Is there an extent to which imagining everything and getting clear on everything to the minor details is detrimental to a point where potentially we might be blocking a better version, uh, you know, to happen? Is there a way to kind of do that in a way where we're not working against, you know, the energy of the universe or manifesting whatever you you personally or everyone listening believes in? If you know what I mean, like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you have a vision of what you want, and that's what all you can perceive at the moment. Is that kind of blocking you from maybe other opportunities that are better? Like what's the kind of common ways that we maybe fall into blocking ourselves when it comes to manifesting? Mm -hmm. Okay. I also love this question. So this is like two things I want to say about this. So a tool that I use, that's so simple. It's like the easiest tip I'm going to give you. And I learned this from Gabrielle Bernstein, which is this or better. So you open when you're calling something in. So let's say you desire a home in Bali. Okay. And you're like so specific on the villa that you want everything. It's like, okay, this or better. 
or or you're calling in a relationship this or better so that's not limiting to, or, or a monthly income like this or better so you're always allowing the universe to realize that you are ready for more you're open for more so that's one quick tip that you can reframe Love and that. then number two for anyone who's familiar with human design you can look up your human design which is kind of like it's not like astrology but it's a similar way and human design there is there's specific types and it basically teaches you how you can best move through life and in human design you can look at your chart and see if you're a specific or non-specific manifester so you can just look this up like how to know if you're a specific or non-specific manifester using human design just google that and so this has helped me immensely because i am non-specific um and some of my clients are specific so this depends actually if you're specific or non-specific so if you're specific, having the the picture on the, of the home on your vision board is really helpful. You can like totally connect with that. And that's really good for you for manifesting because you can get an energy of it. If you're non-specific, it's actually better for you just to have an energy and a vibe associated with what you're calling in. It's like a feeling. So if you're struggling, because I think for so long I struggled of like, I don't know exactly what I want. I just know how I want it to feel. And so when I learned about human design in this specific and non-specific, it just like was like an aha moment. I'm like, oh, I just have to tap into the feelings. So that's also a great tool that you can look up. Everyone can look it up. It's free to look up. You just my human design and then and then you'll have to look up if you're specific or non-specific. It's like a little arrow. Um, so that's a great tool, but I do believe that a lot of us are so tunnel focused on one thing, how one thing is going to work out, how it has to be this way. It has to look this way. And in my experience, that's working against the universe. That's working against whoever you believe in, because the universe doesn't have any such thing as restriction or lack or not that it's capable of everything and anything, And so if you're so focused on it looking this one way and this one specific thing, I think the way I describe that is like, so let's say you want butterflies, okay? And there's two different houses and they're side by side. Um, My healer told me this analogy and it was like, it's so good. And so one home is one of the people in the backyard, they're running in their backyard and they're like trying to catch the butterfly with their net and they're like catching, they're running around catching the butterfly, you know, and they catch the butterflies. Whereas the other home is tending to their garden. They're putting out beautiful flowers, beautiful like landscaping that attracts butterflies. So it's this energy of like attracting instead of chasing. And I think when you're so focused on, you know, one way it's going to look, it has to, this is a very chasing energy. And I think you can block of like the Mm -hmm. universe wants to give you so much more. And, but if you're not, if you're only focused on this one thing, you only get that one thing. But when you focus on attracting and tending to the garden, you get so much more. You get butterflies, you get rabbits, you get like, you get all these things that you didn't even expect. So I am just really cautious a lot with my clients. Like when we're writing goals, I write like a plus at the end or this or better or like this and more. Or if a beautiful manifestation comes in, I'm like, thank you, this and better. Like, and it always gets to be better. So this is like a beautiful reminder of if you're so focused on it happening one way, the way I see it is like you're squeezing the universe and being like, it has to be this way. Um, And if you think about that with like the relationship between like two partners and you're like, you have to love me. And it's like, I do love you, but now you're freaking me out. (laughs) So it's like, if you can let go and like, 
move back into more of like lean back, attract, don't chase. You'll attract what you desire and more. So I don't think it's necessarily wrong to do it that way. I just think there's a better and easier and more magnetic way to be manifesting. Yeah, wow. They're they're two really, really useful tips and spot on answered my question. I've actually never heard about the manifesting, I guess, archetypes, whether you're specific or non-specific within the, I've heard of human design, but I didn't realize that was like a spin-off thing that you could understand. So I'm going to be doing that the second we jump off this <laughs> podcast. And I think that's really useful just for people listening, you know, if, if they've experimented with manifesting and, and feel like they can't, you know, they're not a visualizer, they can't get the image crystal clear, then maybe for them, they've also had a bit of an aha moment. They're like, ah, for me, it's probably the feeling. Or, you know, you can then potentially use that to your um to your benefit if, if you are specific and, and lean into that. So I think that's really, really useful in the context of, you know, what we were speaking about before, the second step being getting clear on what you want and then utilizing manifesting as a way of getting there. And then, of course, there's layers to that of how to do it, which is going to best suit you. Before I let you go, I do want to chat a little bit about money mindset. It's something I feel like we should really be taught at school because it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you're just a byproduct of how you've been raised or the environment that you've kind of grown up in, you know, what your situation has been with money. And it's almost like that predisposes you to then how you view it, your relationship with it, how you can manage it or not. So I guess I would just want to ask you, what are the key pillars of a healthy money mindset? And then maybe we can talk a little bit about how to shift into them. So money is just energy it's a frequency so just like you changing the radio station from 101.102 is literally how simple it is to change your money mindset and I know that's so annoying to hear because you know several years ago when I was really struggling financially I would hear people talk about money in this way. I'm like, yeah, easy for you to say, blah, blah, blah. And I had so much anger and resentment. However, when I got over my ego and actually decided to listen to these people and starting to imply the practice, I realized as well, okay, it actually gets to be really easy. And really what I know to be true about your money mindset is just like you said, your money mindset was developed between the ages of zero and seven. These are the ages that your subconscious mind was being programmed. So everything you heard, everything that you saw, everything that you modeled, you now believe to be true. So a lot of really common things growing up was, you know, money's hard to make, money is inconsistent, you know, you have to work really hard for money. Um, You know, if you want to earn a lot of money, you have to go to school, like we were programmed and told all these things. And your subconscious mind is like a sponge. So it just took it all in, and now, and now the sponge, I, I actually, I kind of like thinking of it as a clam and your, it like your conscious mind is the clam and then your subconscious mind is the pearl. So it like the clam was open, the pearl was there and it was like being programmed and hearing all these things. And then whoop, seven years old, it shut. And now you're 35, 45, 65, and you still have these, you know, inner child beliefs around money. But just so you know, this is everything. This is relationships. This is career. This is self-worth. But we're just talking about money. Um, all beliefs. So yeah. all everything. All beliefs. Exactly. So when I started to learn this and learn about money and learn about money mindset, I was like subconscious. What? I was like, I don't even know. And it's so crazy to me. That's like getting a Porsche 
um, and being like, okay, I'm not giving you any driving lessons. We're not going to teach you how to drive the car. Um, and we're going to put you on the Autobahn. Good luck. That's like <laughs> you growing up and not learning about your subconscious mind or how to use your subconscious mind. And so I was really angry, actually, when I first found, found out about this. To your point, why didn't we learn this in school? Why was I learning algebra? I don't even need that anymore. And I wasn't learning about how to use my brain. It's so crazy. So anyways, that's why I'm also so passionate about this, to share this message, because I learned about it, I would like when I was maybe like 25 and I was still mad. And now my clients are like in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're just learning about it now. So it's so crazy to me. Anyways, that's a tangent. So having <laughs> a healthy subconscious mind, having a healthy money mindset is understanding and being aware of your triggers and your beliefs. So a really simple tool that you can do when it, if you're like hearing me right now and you're like, holy shit, what's in my subconscious mind? I have no idea. What you can do is you can grab a blank piece of paper and write on the top of the, top of the page, what are my money mindset beliefs? And you can give yourself, you know, seven minutes in heaven, just write down all the beliefs you have around spending money, saving money, receiving money, all and any beliefs you have around money. And that's what's in your subconscious mind. And that's creating what you're attracting into your life. And I just want to let you know, this is not stuck. This isn't cemented in. The best thing about your subconscious mind is that all can be healed. It all can be rewired. And literally for And you can do this in this moment. So you can see all of your, we're going to call them your old money mindset beliefs. And then on the right, on another page, you can write, okay, what is the opposite positive belief of this negative belief? So let's say your belief was, I have to work really hard for money. And then your new positive belief is money comes to me easily and freely. Okay. And you're going to get rid of that old piece of paper and you can burn it shred it. I don't care what you do with it. Throw it off the balcony. Definitely recycle it, but (laughs) then take this new, these new money mindset beliefs and the way to heal your subconscious mind. There's many different ways, but the mother of learning for your subconscious mind is just through repetition. So every single morning you can read them out, you can write them down, you can put them on your mirror. And over time, it's like going to the gym. It's like learning a new, like, you know, you don't go to the gym once and expect to get abs. You know that you have to go there consistently. And over time, you will start to see results strengthening with your subconscious. Over time, you will start to realize. So like as using myself as an example, um, I grew up in a family where money was very scarce. You know, there was never enough. You know, I like to say cancel clear elite because I'm not attracting that anymore. Um, and now in a place where I didn't even know it was possible for me financially. And that is so cool. Like literally earning more in one month than my whole family would earn in like several years. So as, and it's possible for anyone. It, this doesn't just like work for some like lucky people. Like if you have a brain, you have a subconscious mind and you are capable of healing this. This is for everyone. And so that's what is so empowering and so exciting is that this isn't just for specific people. This isn't hard to do. It can be free and you too can heal your subconscious and you can create this beautiful new financial reality for yourself. And I want to empower you to anyone listening, no matter where you are right now, there is another reality where you are completely financially free. And that is on the other side of healing your subconscious mind. It's, it's that easy. It's not opening up a, 401k it's not getting a new job because you will always go back to your comfort zone with money so even if you earn a no job you will find more things to spend money on you know 
we have this comfort zone that we are feel comfortable at and so anything that happens like look at lottery winners they they win all this money and then it's so common that a year later they literally have lost it all because it's outside of their comfort zone and so what healing the subconscious mind does is it changes your financial comfort zone it changes what feels good to you and it doesn't happen overnight. It's, this is not a get-rich-quick strategy. This is not like, oh, this is how you're going to earn $10,000 a month. Like, I'm teaching you how to change generational wealth. I'm teaching you how to change um, the future of your children, the future of yourself, what you're able to do. You know, it, it's insane. And it's so cool what becomes normal. It is so cool what becomes normal. For example, I just booked this, like, I'm just, I'm just sharing this because I love being expanded and inspired. So when I was thinking my money story, I'd always listen to people that were like earning them out that I wanted to make it like, that is so cool. Like I want to be doing that. And like, I just booked this, um, like literally weekend trip. Um, and that like spending that amount of money felt so normal. And it's like a five-star safari (laughs) in, um, in South Africa. And I booked it. And after I was like, wow, that used, that usually would have been like such a far off dream reach. And I just booked it and didn't even think about it. Now that's the power of your subconscious mind. Money no longer triggers you. It's literally like spending thousands of dollars feels like cooking eggs for breakfast. Like that's what is possible for you. And Again, one of my other missions is really helping everyone feel that because I know what it feels like to grow up with scarcity around money and arguments around money and just feeling like money controlled your life. And to have this freedom is just like, I just really am so passionate about teaching others and helping others heal so they also can have that financial freedom because money just makes you more of what you are. It's nothing to fear. It's nothing to be guilty about. It's nothing to no ration it's like there's always more than enough for everyone and once you learn that once you heal you too will know that and your entire life will change and it gets like it's it's really exciting and it's really fun yeah I mean I can hear the absolute passion in your voice and I personally too also love this conversation because I was also raised you know with with a lot of I'd say limiting money beliefs that that people have a lot of money are bad that uh, you know, yeah. an abundance of money is not something that's that's in my direct path because it wasn't what I grew up with. You know, you'd always have to save and hold on to money. And I just want to say to anyone listening, notice how you're actually feeling listening to this conversation, like this particular yes. topic about money. Is it making you uncomfortable? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Do you feel like, you know, who who is, uh, you know, who's Marley to talk about this stuff? Like she doesn't know what I'm going through. Like notice what thoughts and feelings are coming up for you because that's probably also a very good indication of your beliefs with money and and um yeah i I just want to say like it it absolutely is an energy source uh it's a way for you to achieve a life that you want and i think when you you realize that it's again like you said it's not a snap your fingers it happens overnight you obviously have to take the steps to make that reality a thing for you but if you get that reality and you don't work on your money beliefs you're going to be no different to the person, like you said, that wins a lotto and spends it all because essentially the science behind it is your subconscious mind, like you correctly noted before, is there to keep you alive, right? So if it holds a belief and it feels it to be true and then you're consciously doing something which is in conflict, it's going to step in and override. And that's when you get that self-sabotaging behavior where you spend, you know, maybe you've you've experienced this where you hit a saving goal and then you spend all your money or, Mm -hmm. you know, you are saving for a house deposit, but you can never quite get there. Something always comes up. You know, the way we kind of sabotage is is very mm-hmm. indicative of our subconscious 
kind of taking the front wheel. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm really glad we kind of ended on this because it's a topic I love chatting about. I think a lot of people don't feel an abundance of money is is accessible to them. Um, but, But I really love chatting about this because I think it really just comes with a natural shift and understanding of how your mind works, just like the same goes with your self awareness and your relationships and your, you know, just general goals for yourself. This is definitely a subsect of that. So thank you for sharing your thoughts. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've really enjoyed it and I've learned quite a few things. I'm sure that the listeners have too. So thank you. And if they want to connect with you, follow along your travels and, you know, your work, where's the best place they can go? And I'll pop some links in the show notes. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, I just, before I get into that, I just want to share one golden nugget, if I do say so, which is think about what would feel good to have done and not about what you want to do. Because when you think about, okay, healing your money mindset, I want to do that. You just think, okay, then I have to change and I have to do this and I have to do that. It's like your brain goes over and ruminates on all these different things and then it stops you. But what would feel good to have done? And then when you think about it from that way, it completely can reshift your motivation around something of like, oh, how would it feel to have healed my money mindset? Like when you get into that energy, it's really powerful in terms of motivating motivation. Amazing. So that's just one thing I want to share. And if you desire to follow along on the journey, on everything going on, you can follow me at Marley Rose Harris on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can check out my website at marleyrose.ca. And that has my podcast and my programs and everything, all the good stuff um, listed there. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. And hopefully we cross, you know, on your multiple travels coming up. I'm jumping around (laughs) too. I'm sure we're going to cross at some some part of the world. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. This was so much fun.